Hey guys, welcome back to the Danny Legend Podcast. My name is Jezebel Perez, and today I have an interview with, um, you can introduce yourself now. Mariano Correa. Yeah, right. So you are a senior, correct? Correct. Right. Okay, so basically we're just going to be talking about um, more of a personal interview, um, stuff like that. So my first question for you is like, what compelled you to like pursue this new kind of passion, I guess, because... Uh, a lot of people have seen that it's, you know, recent. So just, you know, to get to the starting point of that, how would you go about that? That is a very interesting question and a good one at that. Um, you see, when you have a kid who is on drugs and when you have a kid who is into bad habits, Satanism, witchcraft, new age spirituality, mind manipulation of people, uh, flat out sociopath manipulating and using people for his own benefit. And then you have an instant change where it's no longer about you. It is about the selflessness for humanity and how you've seen because you are a leader in the opposite side of spirituality and you try and you try and you try to help people, but it's always the same thing. But with Jesus, it's an instant change that happens overnight where the person is what the Bible says, born again. You want to preach that. You want people's lives to change. And it's not out of a, I'm forcing my religion on you. It is a a love of your life can change. Yeah, you're showcasing what you've done and what other people could possibly do. And how you said, like, because my change has been so instant and people have noticed, that right there is a demonstration of how God can work. That's your window of opportunity, right? 100%. Mm-hmm. So one thing that we did want to mention on was that, you know, what you've been doing here at school and also kind of bring up uh, about the last time that you've gotten a lot of attention from the school. Uh, you know, that was when you posted a sort of calling out video for the, like how the school was taking distance learning and stuff like that. I wanted to ask if there are any connections or any emotions that are similar to as to how you are today. No, because before I was angry. Mm. Now I am passionate. Mm. And I believe there is a difference uh, between anger and uh, a, a flat-out rebellious nature to a passionate, loving nature in what you do. Um, that was before I met Jesus. Mm-hmm. That was in a point in my life where I was very depressed. The video was more so expressive towards how I found it offensive that they offer mental health help mm-hmm. for for at, at, at online when the reason why a lot of people are very depressed is because we're getting a lot of workload at home right. so going to a therapist during school would just let you fall back in your assignments mm-hmm. that was more so what the video was on right. no connection just like a little bit on that it's like when it comes to mental health i think um you know it's a new issue that is it's it's an issue that a lot of older generations find it hard to do you know what I mean so I think that within time like there must be progress you know what Mm -hmm. I mean there's 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 um, a new beginning for that you know Mm -hmm. and I wanted to ask like how do you think people at Downey like react do you think you get a good reaction do you get like support you know there's always going to be you know people who are angry with you there are going to be other people who preach with you I mean how do you feel that you affect the Downey community um 
I, I feel like a lot of people were very supportive, mm. um, extremely supportive. I had kids, not even from Downey, texting me, telling me how I am, a, a, I have been a voice for them when they couldn't express themselves because they're shy or they're already dealing with mental health issues. So they get very scared to speak out um, in fear of judgment from other students or stuff like that. So I... I love controversy and the reason being is not because it starts issues, but it starts conversations. Mm. And that was a point where it started conversations, not just in Downey, but in school districts everywhere. Um, so I definitely had a lot of support, but I also had a lot of people who didn't agree with me calling me lazy or other students lazy. But that is why I say there's ignorance because some of us aren't lazy. It's literally mental health issues that mm -hmm. draw us back from wanting to pursue and do work. Right, right. Yeah. Speaking into the groups that you've been talking to and stuff like that, do you think you might have offended anybody? Do you think that's probably why they disagree with you? Of course. And um, when I, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say offense. I would mm -hmm. say conviction. That is a different thing. Um, conviction to me is... <laughs> you're calling out my lifestyle, what's up? Mm -hmm. And now you're starting to think about it and you're like, this is how I've lived my life, my whole life. And now here you are telling me that how I am living is wrong. Mm -hmm. Let me think about that for a second. But because you called out my lifestyle, I am angry. Right. That is what I call conviction. Um, actually, and the reason why I don't see it as offense is because every person that has talked to me, they are willing and they listen. Mm -hmm. Like, you have a point, I may not agree with you, right. but we can agree to disagree. Um, one of my favorite things that the Bible says is that uh, the Word of God is, al is alive and living. It is a sword that judges the thoughts and actions of the heart. So I don't preach my own opinion. Mm -hmm. I preach the Bible. And the Bible says that it will do exactly what it says it does. Mm -hmm. So... I wouldn't say offense. I would say conviction. Right. Do you think that you could have worded certain things better or tried to spread the message in any different way? Not to say that your way is wrong or anything, but just meaning as in like some people have their opinions, obviously, right? Everybody's allowed to have opinions, whether they agree with each other or if they don't, everybody has that freedom, right? But when do you think it is that you could quite possibly cross the line if there even is a line to cross. If I give incentive to hurt someone, mm. that is crossing a line. Um, that is a line I will never cross and one I do not condone. Mm -hmm. I don't condone violence. I don't condone hurting each other. I don't condone any of that. And I try to make sure that I'm very careful with the words that I express, even if the words that I express are strong. I believe that... Um, the way that I worded it maybe could have been toned down a notch, mm -hmm. but I also believe in unapologetic truth, which is what my Bible teaches me, which is like Jesus never held back from the Pharisees, calling them a root of vipers or a wicked generation, an adulterous generation. Mm -hmm. So I try to be as kind as I can be, but I think my post was taken out of context because they only screenshotted one of the six posts breaking down a point. I was I was actually just gonna follow up with that. If do you think anything else has been taken out of context, whether if it is your social media posts or just um, you know other kind of ceremonies or like preaching that you've 
done around the campus. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, there is not a hate towards me, but a hate towards Christianity mm. um, that I've noticed in this generation. People don't like God. Because I could sit here and preach on Buddhism, Satanism, Hinduism, omnitheism, which I used to do, and I never got hate. But the second I preach about Jesus, it's like, oh, no, that is the most offensive thing you can talk about. Do not talk about God. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but I could talk about Satan and I could talk about Buddha and all these other like different religions, which I did. Mm -hmm. um, but you cannot mention the name of Jesus. That is very offensive. Um, Right, but don't you think that has to do with the way that you've been spreading the message or the way that you've incorporated yourself? Mm -mm. Because everything that I do has to do with love. Because the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, if you do all these things but you don't do them with love, you're a clong and a clang that's just making noise. Mm -hmm. You're not doing anything, which is why I don't support preaching of people who have a giant stick and it's like all the sins, you're going to hell. Oh. I don't support that. That is not how you bring people to Jesus. That is one of the things that crosses the line. That is crossing the line. Because mm -hmm. if someone already doesn't believe in Jesus and then you're telling them that they're going to hell, why are they going to want to come to Jesus? They're not going to want to. Mm -hmm. But if you break down the theology and the understandings of the gospel and you do it with love, but you don't hold back from what the Bible tells, mm -hmm. there's an understanding. And, and I've seen it happen. I believe people just get offended because they don't want to listen to me mm -hmm. or have a conversation. You know, there are some people who have heard certain things um, where you say something about um, a part of their identity and who they are. And, you know, we've heard that they take offense to that kind of because no one really wants to be told that who they are is wrong and to change that. Um, but what are your views on when you mention things about sexuality or the way people want to dress um i haven't touched on sexuality here at school mm. um because i understand that there's uh boundaries mm -hmm. like i understand that there's people that you don't talk to about that stuff mm -hmm. and i will only talk about it if you ask me mm -hmm. today i had a kid ask me what do you think about homosexuality yeah. that is the only time i will answer that question mm -hmm. but i will never talk about it like that you will never explicitly yes you know unless engage you, in that conversation unless someone does with you unless someone asks me about it and then when you ask me about it i will give my opinion yeah. and at that point you can't say nothing because you asked me about it mm -hmm. and it's like well do you mind if i tell you like what i truly believe and it's like yes and then i talk about it they've got to be ready to receive that mm -hmm. and then on issues of clothes um I don't believe, and that's one of the things that was taken out of context. It's almost like they they think that I thought that everything a woman wears is, like, sexual. Mm -hmm. That's not true. But as a man, and, and I speak as a man, and I speak for other men as well because I know how men are, mm -hmm. it wasn't a sense of attack. It was a sense of protection. Right. Like, hey, ladies, like, we live in a world where you will be sexualized and I'm sorry that that has to happen. Mm -hmm. And I will try my best as a man to hold other men accountable yeah. because no man should be sexualizing a woman. I, the Bible talks about that. It's wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I broke it down to some people saying it's like the same reason you wear a mask. Like a mask doesn't always stop COVID, but mm -hmm. it's a preventative measure. Yeah. And I was saying like maybe some of the clothes that we're wearing isn't exactly 
protective. And and, and I, like I said, like women will get raped, baggy clothes, baggy hoodie. It happens because that's the world we live in. But I do believe there are preventative measures because of a main issue that I preach on, mm-hmm. especially to men, which is pornography. Mm-hmm. It is it is introduced at a young age and we grow up sexualizing women mm-hmm. and some of us don't learn self-control and it gets worse and so i try to tell women like guy well first guys i'm like get yourselves together and then women like guys like let's just not wear thongs out in public like where everyone can see it and stuff like that because these men who watch a lot of pornography Mm-hmm. already see this every day on their phones so when they go out they mm-hmm. see that and it's like they're they're you their minds you think that it's a type of temptation yes that they have to find off but don't i understand that you think that it's wrong but i you know trying to stay as you know, neutral as possible but many women have expressed that it's not a man's place to tell them what to wear and what not to because in a sense they see it as, you know, again, blaming a woman for a problem that men have caused, you know? So then I So w- that's how some people would approach that. You know what I mean? You've seen people post in response to what you've been posting as well. Then I would say to you, how do you imply we fix the issue? Mm-hmm. Because it's not a man or a woman thing. And I made that very clear. Mm-hmm. My Bible teaches me it is a sin issue. It is a humanity-rooted issue. That humanity is at fault. Yeah. Humans fail consistently. It's one of those things where, as you know, people, it's to change. You have to come together. You know, what I mean, it's it's a type of thing that it's it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, people go about it different ways. People have you know try and a lot of them don't succeed Mm -hmm. so sometimes you know that can be hurtful to people you know but i believe that your intentions are not to be you know you are you are allowed to speak you know and they are also allowed to 100 Mm percent there was a analogy this girl texted me she goes suppose like this she says what if there's two siblings Mm-hmm. And one and one has to wash the dishes and the other one has a day off, can watch the TV. Then the guardian comes home and the sibling who was supposed to be washing the dishes blames the sibling that was washing the TV. That is how it is. That is practically what you're doing, she said. You are practically blaming the sibling who is watching the TV for the other one not doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, but suppose this, what if they work together? Mm-hmm. They both get the dishes done and they can both watch TV then there is no issue to be had. Mm-hmm. Now they work together and the issue has been resolved, but here's the reason why I preach Jesus so boldly. Humanity can't solve it mm-hmm. by their own merits. Why? Because we are very highly intelligent species. Here we are having a podcast mm-hmm. when our ancestors before us wouldn't even know what this is. Right. We are a highly intelligent species, yet we haven't attained world peace. Why? Selfishness, mm-hmm. greed, envy. Anger, iniquity, sin. Jesus came, removed the sin out of human or humanity, if you accept the gift, and the issue is removed. That is why I preach the gospel boldly. Mm -hmm. So just to 
you know, continue on moving forward and bring up a new topic of discussion, um, you know, which is obviously still related, but are there any messages that you think you could have conveyed or elaborated a little bit better or anything that you plan to incorporate the next time that, you know, you do talk to people, you do spread your message? I believe I'm elaborate as I can be, Mm -hmm. but I think that at the end of the day, people will always get offended. Like, that is something I cannot prevent. Because the reason I say so is, why is it that there are people who understand me, both men and women, Mm -hmm. but then there's people who choose to not understand me? So at the end of the day, there's always going to be what I like to call an offense spirit, because the Bible teaches me my battle is not against flesh and blood, but against dark rulers and dark authorities. So I'm not fighting against people. I'm fighting against the spirits behind the people. And this isn't just at school. This is in general society. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe that I will always offend people. And no matter how elaborate, no matter how concise, no matter straight to the point my speech can be, people will get offended. So you try your best to elaborate on everything that you do. You know what I mean? With your own respect in mind and also... With other people, again, keeping it open for discussion. I feel like that's something that you push a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's very important for you to disclose with people. Um, do you think, how do you, like, we've talked about how your, how the school has reacted, right? How you think the school has taken it. What about closer people, you know, people who knew you before? How, like, friends and family, how do you think that? Has that affected any of your relationships with them? (laughs) Shifted. (laughs) People look at me and they're like, you have something. Mm -hmm. Some don't like it. Some do. They say, Mariano, you changed. Mm -hmm. And I say, I have indeed. What do you see? You're not prideful or arrogant anymore. You're very humble and kind or, or this or that. And they see change. My parents are very ecstatic because... No more drugs, no more witchcraft, but instead peace. They may not be believers, but they see something. Um, All I can describe as to how people look at me is seen. They see change because it was immediate and overnight. It wasn't a slow process. It was a, in a snap, change through all my crystals away, my old life away, Broke up with my ex, everything. I let it all go and I said, God, I am yours. Take the wheel. I don't care what you have me do. I will do it and I will not say no. Mm. And because of that, people have seen my obedience and they're like, well, what can you be obeying? Like, you can't be obeying yourself. Like, this can't be an imaginary thing because if it were imaginary, why would you go out into a place of high school and preach when most of us are even embarrassed to present a project in class. Mm. It's because I've had a personal encounter. That will change anyone's life. Mm-hmm. Not no church, not no pastor, not the Bible, a personal encounter. People have seen change for sure. Some people I've had to cut off. Um, some people have cut me off. Mm-hmm. But I don't take it to heart. Jesus says that will happen. He says they will hate you because of me. You know, even people who aren't religious, like uh, losing people, losing connections and stuff like that, that 
you go through life that way. Yeah, definitely. So um, do you have any like final thoughts that you'd like to share with anybody who's listening or like tuning in? Turn to Jesus. And I don't say that to spread an agenda or a religion because I wouldn't even say I'm religious. Actually, I, I, I absolutely hate when people ask me, what's your denomination? Are you, are you Catholic? Are you Orthodox? Are you? I'm like, dude, I just follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't play with religion. I would say repent. And the reason I tell you repent is because your life will change what you seek, everything you've ever wanted, but not materialistic stuff, eternal peace. Eternal joy, love, patience, kindness, gentleness, forbearance, and self-control. It'll be given to you. You just have to surrender. And ask with the open heart, are you real? And if you're real, I'll serve you. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. And here I am on a podcast. Social media has gone up. and I've seen porn addicts drop their pornography I've seen people be healed mute people who could not speak speaking deaf ears who could not hear start hearing Mm. cancer taken away overnight all these miracles that you don't have to believe but I've seen them firsthand so strongly that I preach at school and I would just tell people turn to Christ but I'm not here to convince you of anything, but to think about it. And that's it. Just think about it. Do your research. And that's what I did before I turned to Christ. Are you simply a historical figure that lived 2,000 years ago? Or are you really God? Because that's the debatable part. Mm. Figure it out, I would say. Okay, well, thank you, Mariana. Thank you for giving us your time today. And... We hope that you have a great rest of your day, and we hope that everybody listening, you know, has learned a little bit more about a figure who a lot of people have been talking about on campus. And we hope to talk to you next time. Bye!